Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. The podcast birthed from the idea that you want your friend to listen to something and you tell them to listen to it and they said, sure, I'm going to get to that. Knowing damn well, both of you know it's not going to happen. No, this is a music accountability podcast at this point. 100%. And I am the co-host, Brandon. I'm here with my friend, Scott. Scott, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, sir. How are you today? <laughs> you doing good? I am I am all right. I'm here, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Let's get it. All right, squirrel status. Today, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> today we are here to talk about the band Foxy Shazam, the album Foxy Shazam, the self-titled record. Yeah. Before we dive into these notes, Scott, Foxy Shazam, you you knew of them I, at least, like the name. I think a song or two not on this record, yeah. maybe. Because I think I tried getting you to listen. Again, here we go. Right. I think I, I think I tried to get you to listen to a different record, and you may have listened to one or two songs. I think I listened to a song and was probably like, I got the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't bring you that record because I was thinking about it, and I think that record is better going into it knowing Foxy Shazam. Mm. We'll talk about that and we'll talk about the history, but I got some notes here, Scott. Let's do it. Please plug in wherever you feel necessary here. I'm stoked. I need to hear about this band. Foxy Shazam is an American rock band from, do you have any guesses? Oh, fuck. Uh, LA or Vegas? Cincinnati, Ohio. Holy shit. No way. (laughs) Cincinnati, Ohio. Wasn't pulling that one at all. Uh, the band has had lineup changes here and there, but instead of going through all those, I'll just give you the current lineup for this record. I'm not going gotcha. and the record, the the lineup for this record is not even the lineup anymore. But I'm just giving right. you the lineup they for like, this record currently. Have so many changes throughout. We have Eric Nally as the lead vocalist. Ah, okay. So Sky- it, the name is correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sky White as the pianist and keyboards. Okay. Lauren. Daniel Turner as on guitars, Daisy Kaplan on bass, Alex Noth on horns and backing vocals, and Thomas Pridgen on drums. Gotcha. So, Scott, if you were to guess what kind of band that this band was birthed out of, if you were to guess a genre that they started oh, yeah. as, sure. what, do you, what, what would you think, or what would your last guess be? Oh, my, my guess would have been just a 70s classic rock type 
That's it. Because, Scott, in 1997, Eric Nolly started yeah. the new metal group. No. Train of Thought. No. No. Yep. That, it started as a, as is... a new metal group. Inaccurate. There's no fucking way. After Lauren Tur- Turner joined the group in 2003, they later released a self-titled, a self-released EP of just two songs. Okay. So there is a self-released EP for Train of Thought, the new metal of, band. Of the new metal stuff. Yes, it's out there. I have I not to listened that up. to it. I need to look that up. In 2004, they decided to change the name of the band to Foxy Shazam due to several members of Train of Thought leaving and a change in sound. Yeah, change in sound. Yeah. <laughs> in 2005, the band released their official debut album, The Flamingo Trigger. Now, The Flamingo Trigger, Scott, is yeah. where I discovered Foxy Shazam. Oh, so you were in right from the start. I was, but only from one song. One song brought me into that, and okay. it was from a Best Breakdowns YouTube video. Really? They have a song called No, Don't Shoot. Okay. okay. And on this breakdown, Scott, this mm-hmm. on this no, don't shoot. Okay, it, it goes through. And by the way, it's like a heavier, punky kind of heavier vibe on their first record. Okay. So in this song, though, it, it everything cuts out. Like the the chorus is no, don't shoot, being screamed, and then it just kind of cuts out. And then it's almost like a a twinkling sound in the background, and there's like a story being told. Okay. And it says, "I was in the bathroom one day at school when a bar of soap under the sink caught my eye. I picked it up, and the name Lisa was carved in it." Nine years later, I watched my only daughter walk beautifully down the aisle, and she turns to me and says the six words that I'll remember for the rest of my life. E, ooh, ah, a biggity, biggity, boo. And then it's just a crushing <laughs> breakdown. It's a crushing breakdown. It's like, e, ooh, ah, a biggity, biggity, boo. It's unreal, Scott. I tell you, <laughs> it's absolutely one of my favorite breakdowns of all time. It's one of the craziest breakdowns I've ever heard in my life. And that is where I jumped on board with Foxy Shazam. Yeah. I mean, you have to if you, if you hear that. For the first time. After their debut tour for the Flamingo Trigger, the band announced that they signed a record deal to Ferret Music. Okay. I I slightly know Ferret, I think. I think you might know more Ferret if we you looked into it. I think Ferret yeah. could be up for a draft, potentially. Ferret Ooh, Records. It's that might be fun. I'll write that down. In 2008, they, re- they released their second album, Introducing. So it, so it <laughs> Introducing the second album. It was called, it, it, it just looked like introducing Foxy Shazam. It, that's gotcha. what the yeah. album title looked like. Right. In 08, they were named as one of the 100 bands you need to know by Alternative Press, which led to them earning spots on tours with bands such as The Darkness, The Strokes, Hole, Portugal the Man, Bad Rabbits, and Panic at the Disco. Uh, I see The Darkness for sure. I could see any of those. Yeah. Because, oh, well, because they're just they're just different enough to not infringe upon whatever band they're playing with. Right. Yeah. I think the darkness is the one that they would be closest to on that list. Uh, yeah. They could co-headline a tour. In 2010, Foxy Shazam was included on the spin list of the 10 bands you need to know. So they, <laughs> a different publication, you know, went from a hundred and they said, oh, hold on. They're in the 10. We got to get yeah. <laughs> After that lead vocalist, Eric Nally wrote songs for Meatloaf's album, Hang Cole Teddy Bear. Uh, okay. Yep. I can, I can see a definite meatloaf influence. I could see that while I was listening this week. The band announced they signed a deal to Sire Records, and on February 7th, 2010, their single Unstoppable was used in the Super Bowl 44 telecast for background music in the first half highlights. That's a single. Yes. Okay. Interesting. First half highlights of That's such a Super weird Super Bowl. 
it's such a weird spot to have a song i guess on april 13th 2010 they released their self-titled third album foxy shazam this one yes their album which was their major label debut i guess sire records Uh... is considered a major label was originally titled au contraire (laughs) okay so i guess they said we can't have french in here we gotta yeah self-titled that'll that'll give the wrong vibe yes yes (laughs) <laughs> so let's move into other albums released scott let's see where we oh sure at. yeah let's see where i'm at other albums released april 2010 there's a lot on here that i'm into okay and there's a there's some i grabbed that that I, I think you were into <laughs> okay good april question mark because it came out in april sometime we've yeah we've told, it happens i've told you about them briefly here you haven't listened it is dr acula Oh yeah, with the social experiment of or the social event of the century, I was a big fan of Doctor Acula at this time. So I just had I to remember you there. saying before, yeah. On April first, we had the band An Autumn for Crippled Children put out the record Lost. Uh, all right. Did you not get that record? I was from... gonna say I think that's one we both got from it's that one of prosthetic those... records, a hundred five dollar box or something like yes, that. Yes, that is why yeah. I threw it on here. I saw <laughs> it. I was like, that's weird that this came out at the same time. That is funny. On April 1st, Joey Cape and John Snodgrass put out Liverbirds. Yeah, I fucking love Joey Cape. And okay, I, I knew and that. And John Snodgrass, too. He's great. John Snodgrass, he's more kind of country punk. Okay. I know him from a band called Drag the River that right. he did with Chad Price, who was one of the singers for the band All. And then Joey Cape is the singer-songwriter for the band Lagwagon. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. I didn't know who John Snodgrass was, but I knew Joey Cape. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. I like him. He's got a very unique voice uh, in in that punk area. On April 5th, don't know if you got around to this one yet, we have the Dark Throne album, Circle the Wagons. I have not listened to that one yet. Okay, I saw it and I said I got to throw that on there. Yeah, uh, I'm slowly making my way through their discography, but they have a ton. Mm-hmm. And then I got sidetracked by wondering, mm, should I be listening to Dark Throne? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I got caught up in that sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of people who say yay. There's a lot of people who say nay. There's a lot of uh, people who say I don't care. Listen to music. Yeah, th- see, that's me. Yeah, that's me. And really, I should like stick to that. But when things get thrown around like anti-Semitism and racism and all that kind of stuff, I tend to back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get that 100%. Yeah, but if it's not apparent in the music, I like I should just enjoy it for the music. Cause yeah, I mean, the, I we've talked about it briefly before, but there's a difference between listening to something and then spreading the word about it and telling other people to listen to it and telling other people how good it is and shit like that. Yeah, but no, I have not listened to the Dark Throne record. Okay, yet. <laughs> moving on to April 6th. You may have listened to their newest record. Okay, but I don't think you've listened to any of these yet. This is the album Id by Veil of Maya. Oh, no, I did listen to that new one that that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I did like it. I really liked yeah, it, I think. I, I think you liked it. I think there may have been... No, it was the, the Enter Jakari record was the one that you didn't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did not like that one. That one I had to cut off like a song and a half into. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was not happening. Also April 6th. I don't know if you had this one. This this seat feels wild to me. I never knew Ooh. this happened. Okay. The album Here Lies Love by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim. Whoa. <laughs> that that's that's a combination i would not have seen coming yeah uh, put, i did not get out. into it i'm not a fat boy slim guy 
I love David, David Byrne, Byrne though. Yeah, you, do you yeah. think that might help you get into it? I mean, he's no. his first build. Yeah, but you got Fatboy Slim in there, and that's just a a massive deterrent. Also on April 6th, this was a big one for me. The band Upon a Burning Body and the record mm. The World is Ours. Okay. Big one for me. Huge deathcore, metalcore record for me. Loved it. Big fan. Never listened to them. On April 13th, we have Coheed and Cambria with Year of the Black Rainbow. Oh, yes. Big record for you. I love Coheed and Cambria. That one's probably not my favorite, but okay. anything anything they put out, I am wholeheartedly into. I love it. Even though I said it's not my favorite, it, mm-hmm. I still love it. I love the storyline. I love the lore that the band came up with. I love the band. Claudio seems like the type of dude that if we could both get past our fears of other human beings, we could totally hang out. We, we're both, it seems, hermit type personalities. There was a, a Guitar Center Sessions special where Claudio was doing a interview. And the whole time, it's just him and this dude, Nick Harcourt is his name. And the whole time, like Claudio is kind of like, hunched over his head's down and he's just like rocking back and forth trying to tell stories about the songs and stuff and the like how the band got started and everything and he's just like looks so uncomfortable (laughs) but then up on stage he just fucking rips and he's just amazing and yeah i I love coheed and cambria they're they're up there with deftones and descendants for me they're one of my favorite bands Coheed and Cambria to you is what the used is to me. Like the the I will oh, yeah. Like every time a record comes out, it doesn't even matter. I don't I will know I know I'm gonna enjoy it. I know yeah. I'm gonna love the shit out. And you love the used too, but I do, but yeah. I, I'm more hesitant with the used because I know that with their records, they're growers on me most of the time. <laughs> yes. Not this last one. The last one was fantastic. I loved it the first time listening through. Yeah. But yeah, Coheed and Cambria, the second I press play on a new record, I'm so fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next up, I think you've mentioned these guys before. April 13th, we have the Menzingers with Cham- Chamberlain Waits. Yeah, I slightly know them. They're pretty They're pretty good. I, I listen to them every so often, but I don't okay. think I've ever listened to a full project, honestly. Okay, I just I just thought I remembered you mentioning them at some point. Yeah. And then the next one, I think you mentioned these guys too. April 13th, the Flatliners put out Cavalcade. There you go. They are, I, I like them a lot. <laughs> they just put out a new record last year. I think it was in my top five last year, New Ruin. And the singer guitarist had joined the band uh, Hot Water Music as well. Okay. And I, th- I actually, yeah, they both those records I used for the same spot in my top five records of the year. Oh, so uh, that's the connective tissue. So I could cheat here. Yeah, I cheated 100% and put six on my top five. Well, here's one I was into April 13th, the Bleeding Through self titled. I know you're, you're you haven't experienced the yeah. blue here yet no nope. and I, I will bring a record eventually i believe sweet there, there's one i will bring it will not be the self-titled although i think the self-titled is when i got back into them i think oh, i okay. liked i think i liked a couple records or they didn't put a record out in between there and i didn't know who knows <laughs> right <laughs> things can happen april 13th is big man there was a couple there but yeah. now we're moving on to april 19th and we right. have the aforementioned hang cold teddy bear by meatloaf <laughs> meatloaf that Eric Knally had, that some he had something to do on. with. Yep. That's wild that it came out the same month as his record. And but after the record though, like a, yeah, the, the next tenth, week. The tenth was when this when Fountain Sam came 13th out. Right? This came oh, the thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. April twentieth. I think this was my favorite from them. Circus survives blue sky noise. I think that was the big one from them for me. 
It wasn't the balloon one. No, I was going to say that's not the balloon one. <laughs> no. But that wasn't the big one from them for me either. The one with like the the white cover with the old man on it. Am I thinking that? Are you thinking? Red... Are you? Are you? I was thinking Chiodos again. Yep. I always I do feel that. like you do that Every consistently. Every single time. What was the one that came before the balloon? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the one one. that came before the balloon one was the one I was into. But okay, the fact that I can't remember it. The balloon one was problematic. I think I think I liked the balloon one more, but this one is a complete record. I think did more for me. Gotcha. I remember kind of liking the balloon one, but I think I liked the. I think I got into them the record before that. Okay. Also on April twentieth, we talk about them as being one of the most underrated bands. I think we might have to draft them at some point, which would mean both of us listening to a lot of records we've never listened to. Oh no! Seven Dust put out cold day memory and cold day memory is one of the big seven dust records for me i got heavy into that record uh i've listened to a total of like three maybe yeah i don't even know how many they have but i think i listened to two so if if they do have like eight it would be us listening to a lot of new seven dust it sure would (laughs) and that would be the telltale sign to figure out if they are underrated or not they would that would (laughs) hey that could be something coming up soon also on April 20th, we have Sick of It All based on a true story. We've talked about Sick of It All. Yep. We both kind of missed that wave of hardcore. It's kind of a weird in-between hardcore wave that both of us missed. Sure did. But that record came out. But I like they were they're on comps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking I liked those songs on the comp records. Yeah. Two left. Last one on April 20th. This one was big for me. MC Chris put out MC Chris Goes to Hell. Oh, Scott, MC Chris played. Um, have you watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force? No. Well, there's a worm in okay. Aqua Teen Hunger Force that is a rapper and he goes to hell. I think it's all I'm, I'm now. Now I'm second guessing myself, but I'm pretty sure it's Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm. But he it's it's MC Chris and it's wild and his doing it. He's like a, he's like one of those backpack internet rappers of the time. Okay. But like yeah. comedically with skits and stuff. Like it's it's I don't know. I loved it. I don't sure. know if revisiting it would do what you <laughs> right. to do. But I think the nostalgia would be there, but I don't think the music would back up the nostalgia. Right. That's so sad when that happens too. And the last one I have for April 2010, April 26th, we have the bullet for my Valentine record fever. Oh I was Ugh. out. I was, I was so out. out. I was hard so, out. Oh, so out. Their first record, The Poison. Yeah. Excellent. Amazing. That thing is like a 10. Excellent. A Scream, Aim, and Fire, the next record. Out. I was out. They they were in a nosedive for me. I, I still kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. But then after that, like I think Fever was the third one. Was their third record? I think so. And dude, I was done. That like I listened to that. I was like, no way. See, I was I, Scream, Aim, Fire did absolutely nothing for me. And I There's was like, like I'm good. There was a couple tracks that were all right, and I was like, it's the sophomore record, so I kind of, I always give a band a little bit of leeway on the second record, uh, and then they came back with Fever, and I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah no. they, they really went a different direction. They, they really leaned, did. They leaned more into their softer side a lot. Yeah, than, for sure. When, but when the, what we wanted was the mix. Oh, man, the poison was just... Oh, it's, it's, excellent. it's phenomenal. So phenomenal. Their first record was so good. I was convinced and trying to convince others that they were a a plant by a record industry. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you can come out and write suffocating as your first single. There's not a chance. Right. 
It's yeah. unreal how good it was. I said, all these guys are from other bands. They were put together like a boy band and they put right. this record out because they did. They stormed the scene too. Like they, they dominated did. the scene of that record. I think I might've seen them twice on that tour for the poison. Okay. May, they might've been at a festival for one of those, but I know I saw them at clutch cargos, the renovated church in Pontiac. And it was such a great show it was a great great show yeah it's because it's before they had clunkers in their lineup yeah in, in the list in the it was, track list it was amazing though so that's it for the records now let's move into the billboard charts here yeah let's do it the charts. i got the hot 100 first so okay. billboard hot 100 week of may 1st 20 got it at number five need you now lady antebellum oh god i yep that's that's one of those at the time <laughs> that's one of those guilty pleasure songs for me I think it's a good song. Bro, I loved that track. I think I covered that track. I have a weird experience with that song because I learned of that song from a comedy YouTube video. There were these there was these two guys called the Bloomington Brothers, I think they were. Okay. And they did like weird comedy videos and then there was this comedic slash like musician, her name was Danielle Ate the Sandwich. And they kind of like combined and did that track together, but it just <laughs> The guy would sing as if like they they said, all right, you know, he the whole thing was he basically called her over to the hotel so they could do the song together. And she's playing sure. a ukulele and singing beautifully. Mm. And like she does her part. And then when he starts, he goes, I fucking need you now. Oh, it's, God. <laughs> and she just like looks at him and then continues playing. And then he keeps getting more and more into it. And he's like, I oh, fucking wow. need you. <laughs> oh, wow. And it I'll, I'll have to send you the video because there's yeah. something about it. It's special to me. I love yeah. it. That track's a good track. Number four, Break Your Heart by Teo Cruz featuring Ludacris. No idea. Never in my life. Not, nope. Nope, never in my life. At number three, Hey Soul Sister <laughs> by Train. Oh, wow. By Train. I am not a Train guy. I'm going to be honest. I think I like Train's hits. I don't think I mind Hey Soul Sister. I love Drops of Jupiter. I really I, do. I didn't like Hey Soul Sister at all. Like, that, that was not. I didn't like hearing it everywhere. Yeah, maybe that was it because it was all over the damn place. Like every time I went to the supermarket, <laughs> yes, it, it big was supermarket the... song. Yeah, big yeah. supermarket. Well, we should draft supermarket songs. Oof, that'd be tough. At number two, we have "Rude Boy" by Rihanna. Hey, I'm... Rude Boy, want to give it up? I'm a rude boy. Yeah, all right. Nope. Moving on to the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 week of May first, twenty ten. Nothing on you, Bob featuring Bruno Mars. I know Bob. I was a, a fan for a little bit. And you know Bruno I don't, Mars. I know Bruno Mars, and I'm a fan. I don't remember that track, though. That was one of the big singles off of his big record, I think. B.O.B.'s big record? Yeah. Well, I got a couple more bonus ones here. Just two, actually. All right. At number nine, had to talk about it because she popped up. We got Kesha. No, oh, there she is. With Your Love Is My Drug, which is probably when I got heavy into Kesha. I was aware okay. of Kesha beforehand. Sure. But your love is my drug is where I was like, oh, I think I really like this. What record is that on? Like this. Um, Animal. Okay. I think it's on Animal. So that was uh, Dollar Sign Kesha still. It was still Dollar Sign Kesha. It was it was heading towards where we're at. But yeah, let's say maybe she wasn't mature enough to get there. She wasn't hurt yet. I mean, I think she was probably hurt, but she wasn't <laughs> mature enough to deal with the hurt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then the longest one we had in the Hot 100 at 45 weeks on the chart. 45 weeks. At number 40 still, I Got a Feeling. 
by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ugh. So let's move on to the Billboard 200. Please. Week of May 1st, 2010. At number five, Year of the Black Rainbow. Yeah, Cameron. Oh, buddy. Top five. Woo. Top There five. they are. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was part of that. I, was, I bought the physical copy. Guaranteed you were, it. You were part of it then. You're in. I was. I was part of that top five. At number four, we have Raymond versus Raymond by Usher. Ooh, I didn't I get into that one. I don't remember that record at all. Nope. If it came after Confessions. Yeah, I think it's significantly, I was out. significantly <laughs> after Confessions. <laughs> yeah. At number three, we have Need You Now, Lady Antebellum. There's the record. Yeah, there it is. At number two, Congratulations by MGMT. Okay. Never listened to MGMT in my life, but I know what they are. Did they like, do I, that song, Kids? I have no idea what song that even is. I covered a song. Ah, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. At number one on the Billboard 200, May 1st, 2010, My World 2.0, Justin Bieber. Oh, I've never once listened to a Bieber this, project. This is big Bieber time, Scott. Is it? This is such big Bieber time. If you go down to number 10 on the charts, yeah, the My World EP is number 10. An EP in the top 10. His EP is 10, and his My World 2.0 full length is wild. One. Big Bieber time here. Wow, I big guess. Bieber time. A couple yeah. more random ones here at number six. We always got to mention them. Now that's what I call music, 33. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At number seven, a record you will be getting eventually, The Fame, Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. At number eight, there's the aforementioned Animal by Kesha. Okay. At 57, Blueprint 3, Jay-Z. There he is. And I actually at- liked that. Uh, I think that record is looked down upon. I could ruin that record for you in one sense. Oh, no. Go ahead, but... Okay, well, next time you listen to it, listen to how many yeah. times he goes, aw. Huh. It's about 40 times per per track. <laughs> And that will be all you hear. From That's that it from now on. Now on. Yeah. Great. And I, I liked that record too. It was it yeah. was much more late 2000s production than a lot of Jay-Z. Right. And I, I liked the production on it. Oh. Oh, it's, it's bad. I'm going to have to listen. It, it's rough. I'm listening today. And then last one at number 67, we have Funhouse by the one, the only. The queen. Yep. Pink. There she is. And then as we do the longest reigning one yeah. down here. Yeah, who is it? Well, at 119, which I thought was the longest, at 182 mm. weeks on the chart. Oh, that's a lot. Taylor Swift's debut, Taylor Swift. Oh. But, and I don't know how oh. we missed this before, because I know that we have done records in between 2010 and when this album would have charted. Mm-hmm. 759 weeks on the chart. What? Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Wow. So how did we miss it in those other ones? Did they like retroactively say, no, hold on, this thing never left the charts? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, I don't know. It, that... it felt weird when I saw it. Yeah, that's weird. We just did a, what? A, Especially a for that episode. long. We just did a 2009 episode like one or two episodes ago and we looked for the longest one and it wasn't on there. Yeah, no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. Unless it's not consistent on the charts, like it's seven hundred nine total, right? Like, it, and it just it like fell off the and then it came back. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I could see that maybe. That's that's wild though. That's that's weird. That's a that's long weird. time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's a. I mean, it's a classic album. Everybody owns one. Everybody's listened to it. Everybody's listened to it while watching Wizard of Oz. And then at number 151, we have Fauci Shazam, self-titled. Oh! Fauci Shazam. 
Nice. It also hit number 50 on the U.S. Rock Albums chart and number two on the Heat Seekers chart. Good for them. That's and awesome. We're not going to sit here and try to figure out what the Heat Seekers chart is anymore. Uh, so. We we still don't know. <laughs> no. Fucking still don't know. Not a clue. So Foxy Shazam's got 11 tracks. 11 tracks. 42 minutes, 38 seconds. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Intro bombs away. I wrote, ha ha. What the hell is going on here? There's a lot of dogs out here. There's tonight. a lot of dogs. <laughs> oh, man. Kick into a piano rock type track. I see the queen comparison. Love the horns, of course. I love the end of the track where it's just the piano and then the creaking of the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, I love those little those little nuggets in records. But yeah, this was jumping right into uh, like 70s classic rock and if you look at that cover like the way that that i think that's eric on the cover i'm like 99 percent sure i kind of assumed it was and like the way he looks there isn't him for the cover like he just that's just him he looks like a dude straight from the 70s it's yeah pretty wild like he should be a part of the band boston and and chilling at studio 54 back in the day (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) so and definitely writing tracks for meatloaf so you said you knew the Queen comparison right away. This isn't even the record I would compare to Queen. No. I mean, I think like, you I, mentioned I get the it. Queen comparison last week. Because that is the, the record that I was going to bring you. Yeah. But I feel like knowing this one and that they are kind of a band themselves that kind of sound like that. Yeah. And then if you go into that other record, it's not just, oh, these guys are pretending to be Queen. It's it's like, no, just... no, like they're leaning that way. Like it does sound Queenish. I think a lot has to do with his voice too. Cause I mean, we're oh, gonna yeah. do it with more tracks. I think Eric Nolly's voice is unreal. He does. I, it's wild. fantastic. He's, I mean, he's not Freddie Mercury, but he's, no, he's no, no, no. as good as we can get. Yeah. No modern, modern day. Yeah. So moving on to track two, Wanna Be Angel. This dude is so punk rock and roll. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> And all you hipsters think I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gay at all. Man, this is so fun. But honestly, pretty dark subject material about pretending to be what you're not. Uh, good stuff. I, uh, this track was fantastic. Good shit. Was this Super one a catchy? Was this song a single? I, I don't. I think Unstoppable might have only been called a single because it was because it was on that Super on Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, man. This this track, I I could hear anywhere it's so catchy it's so catchy a lot a lot of their a lot of their choruses are so catchy it's on oh yeah 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 really really good track i yeah i'm a wannabe angel yeah so good moving on to track three count me out baby count me out baby count me out count me out yeah there's something in the percussion section at the beginning of this track that just sounds off okay I don't know whether it's the bassist or the drummer, but at like I noticed it the first time I listened to the song, wrote it down in the notes, noticed it a couple other times listening through, but then kind of like it fell off. Okay. So really it was just a first impression type thing. Yeah. Um, where now it just fades into the song. Uh, but it threw me off a little bit. I mean, like I said, I'm not really sure what it was, but I still I still dig it. Kind of a bummer lyrically, too. Uh, no one wants love like this at all. Foxy Shazam is kind of the antithesis of pop music just being 
bummer songs but catchy as fuck yes yeah like, like they make you feel good until you listen hard until you like pay attention to the lyrics and you're like whoa <laughs> yes yes yeah. 100 yeah moving on to track four bye bye symphony life is a bitch but she's totally doable it's true scott wow yeah true, no 100 <laughs> it, it's it's the funniest and most true line i've ever heard in my in my life in a song uh that tempo switch up at the end is amazing uh, and the backing vocals add so much to this track. It is insane. You really don't need anybody other than Eric singing on a Foxy Shazam track. Mm-hmm. But adding the vo- the background vocals in the back, chef's kiss. Is that little bit. That tiny that little, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So now moving on to the quote unquote single, Unstoppable. Uh, I love the classic rock vibe from this record. It's funny, but I could see Hatebreed putting out like a For the Lions 2. Okay. And throwing this track on there. All right. Yeah. Like, I would love to see that happen. That would be so wild, though. It, th- that's what I mean. Like, it would be so insane. But listening to it and reading the lyrics. Yeah. Jamie could fucking kill this thing. <laughs> yes. Like in a in a harsh vocal. Yeah, I agree. It would be wild. It would be wild. Man, I wonder what it would take for that to happen. I really want to like get in touch with Jamie Josta. Yeah, call him up. You got his number. I wish I did. (laughs) Just a quick side note for Unstoppable. Luke Johnson, the drummer for Lost Prophets and No Devotion, recorded the drum parts for this song. Okay. I don't know if that means anything to you. I forgot when I was looking at, it might not be this track in particular, but I was, um, you know, the, the, when you look on Amazon Music, it gives the credits or whatever. Yeah, you, so you saw it then because I he, did. He helped write every song on this track. On this, that's record. so wild. Friggin' John Feldman, man. John Feldman and Rob Cavolo are the co-producers on this, and John Feldman is given writing credits with most of the songs. Like most yeah. of the songs are written by Foxy Shazam and John Feldman. And John Feldman, man, how crazy <laughs> he is all over the place. And yeah. it's funny because once I saw that, I was like, I see it in every single one of these songs i didn't know it until this week yeah i didn't know i love these songs so much i didn't know it and then when i when i looked into it and i said john film i was like that makes all the sense in the world all the sense that's why all these are so catchy that's why all these are so i mean i think fox shazam also has a lot to do with it but oh yeah feldman's input like what you said that little that little adding the background vocals that's probably a feldman yeah it's probably a feldman thing (laughs) like it's just some of the horns being more present in some of these songs probably a feldman I was going to wait until like track seven to say, well, now that we're halfway through Scott and I want to I'm reveal sorry. it to you, I'm no, you saw it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a fun you know, yeah. thing. If, if it's so wild. And then added on top of that, the new drummer of Foo Fighters was on this Foxy Shazam record as well. Yeah. Somewhere. Just yeah. like doing some in, yeah. in studio recording or something. Jo- like, Josh freeze. Yeah, yeah. He's looked it up and he's all over a ton of shit and just happened to be on, on this record he's uncredited so he's uncredited on the record though oh he's not a, he's not credited but Mm-mm. he did have because he was just a studio musician he's just a so. studio guy yeah they, so there was probably a part maybe it was hey scott maybe it was that part that you felt was weird maybe he tried to fix it yeah. <laughs> yeah but super wild super wild so moving on to track six second floor yeah what does better fying oneself consist of maybe it has to do with the shimmy shimmying Oh, man, I'm all about the shimmy shimmy. <laughs> uh, I originally thought the song was about running away from home. 
okay. I, I don't think it is. Uh, it seems more about running away from society and like the business side of music, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm slightly confused, which caused me to become disinterested a little bit, uh, which caused me to think this track might be a little too long. Okay. But it, it was it was decent. There's not a track longer than the well, the longest track's 443. Yeah, it, it's it's not long. Mm-hmm. It just felt long to me. The subject matter, reason. the subject matter got to you, and you were like, I don't know what's happening. It's like I don't know what's going on. I can't I can't connect <laughs> yes. with bird shit and shimmy shimmying. Moving on to track seven. <laughs> oh lord. Uh once the music kicks in, I instantly start bobbing my head on this one. Like this is just a straight up physical reaction to fun music. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine this is a song of advice to the kid at the very beginning of the track. Uh, keep on keeping on is great advice for anyone of any age. And I love the la la la's and the clapping at the end. So moving on to track eight, Connect, which starts with some beatboxing. I was going to say, beatboxing? <laughs> the, this band can do anything they want. Yeah. What a great track. I love the vibe from the music and the serious debate within about responsibility and dream chasing. And it's wild how they're putting all of these ideas and all of these mission statements within a, let's call it a glam rock record. Like, For real. Like yeah. this is a glam rock yeah. record that has meaning behind it, which I don't, how many glam rock records do you think people listen to? Are like I'm getting something out of this. Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, no, th- that's not a thing that happened. Yeah, normally. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's great. So then moving on to track nine, the longest track on the record, The Only Way to My Heart. The horns in this song sound like they belong in like a 1920s strip tease brothel. I'm in. Uh, it's not a terrible song. I connect to the music more than the lyrics, but I feel like I should be in a bordello when listening to this. Uh, I do appreciate the musical chaos at the end, though. If you venture backwards in their discography, especially mm-hmm. the Flamingo Trigger, you'll experience some more chaos bordello. there. Some oh, more chaos, chaos there. Love yeah. the chaos. That that we're, When we're done here, you're listening to that, that No Don't Shoot track before we sign off. Not on <laughs> the show, but right. you will be listening to that. Gotcha. Moving on to track 10, Killing It. Man, I'm feeling this song. The music of it, at least. Uh, It's one of those happy-sounding songs with dark lyrical content that I love. Absolutely love this track. Yeah, if if you're the guy that is into (laughs) happy songs with dark lyrical content, this is the record for you. There's a bunch here. (laughs) Yeah, it's like almost every song. Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Yep. So then moving on to The Closer, Yeah. Evil Thoughts. Sweet little piano ballad at the beginning expands into a full band power ballad. This track is musically beautiful with dark, depressing type lyrics. What a great, great closer. Agreed. So then, Scott, let's get your top three off this thing. Okay, hold on. Actually, I just saw real quick. They the the three singles, quote unquote singles. Oh, the first single was Wanna Be Angel. It was September 09. It was released. It sounds like it, man. Unstoppable is the second. And then Oh Lord was the third. Okay. So then, yeah. Scott, top three. Top three. Uh, I, I have a I have a top five. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, number five, Killing It. Okay. Uh, number four, Wanna Be Angel. Okay. Number three is Connect. Okay. Love the beatboxing. Yeah. Can't beat it. It's great. Number two, Unstoppable. 
I got to throw it out there because I want Jamie Josta to hear it and <laughs> fucking cover that shit. Okay. Uh, and then my my number one is Evil Thoughts. Yeah, man. It's I super good. I feel like you here. I feel like I have a top eleven. Yeah, there I we love, go. I love every one of these tracks. I don't know. I mean, I have to throw "Wanna Be Angel" somewhere in that top three. Only way yeah. to my heart, I think I connect way much, way more to it than you do for some reason. I don't know why, but I yeah. love that track. Take the flowers. You can. I don't want the flowers. You can have them back. The only way through my heart is through with an axe. I don't know why that appeals to me. Yeah, that doesn't to me. I think it. I think it does because I was so closed off for so long that that's right. what it felt like. Like you're not going to get to me with bullshit. You need to use an axe and force your way in. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's. It. I totally get that. And then count. I mean, count me out. Is maybe let's. If I had to throw a three, let's throw count me out there. But sure. I love every one of these tracks. Every one. Yeah, it's good. And then before I ask you the question, just some quick Foxy Shazam cleanup here. There we just, go. Just to tell you, I'm just going to run through three of their records and okay. the genres that they have on Wikipedia. Uh, oh, so really? this one is is glam rock. Okay. Introducing, which was the prior record, is right. alternative rock, post hardcore, experimental rock, soul. Wow, that's a wild combination of words. The Church of Rock and Roll, hard rock, glam rock. Okay. And by the way, that came out on the IRS label, which, as you would know, is the REM label. Oh yeah, the one that did R- the one that had REM. Yeah. And then their album after that, which they self-released. So they okay. after after this one, this was their last one on a record label. Oh. Okay. Then self-released Gonzo, which is progressive rock and alternative rock. Oh. They then continued to self-release three more records on their own label, EUA. <laughs> that tracks burn in 2020 the heart behead you in 2022 and dark blue night 2023 oh they came out with one this year uh march 17th oh wow st patty's day they are a band genre wise and album wise closer to king gizzard and lizard wizard where they kind of evolve into these characters playing this music sure so like if you go back and listen to introducing you'll be like oh yeah that's a post-hardcore record but it's also because it's on ferret and then i think irs because it you know i think irs and, and the self-title are the two closest related okay because gonzo i think it's so like alt rock i didn't even get into it that much like it's just oh, really? not, not my vibe sure i liked burn the heart behead you was okay hmm. i don't think i've listened to the newest one yet Oh, because it's one of those things where I like I I have such a soft spot in my heart for what I like that you it, don't want to like so different. I don't know what to it. do. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so different. It's so I get different. that. Yeah, but Scott, so Foxy Shazam, self titled. Yeah, throne, own phone, or ground. Ah, I would own this thing. Own it. Good yeah, luck for sure. I don't know if you've looked this up. I did a little bit. No, that that's not happening. Uh, yeah, but I would. Weirdly enough. I think Foxy Shazam has been growing in recent years because I paid maybe 20 bucks for this. And then their next record, I may have paid, and I was looking for it for a while Mm. and I may have paid 30 for it. Yeah. And the next one right now, the minimum you can get it for is like 200. Yeah. So I think Foxy Shazam has been growing, especially with vinyl being bigger. Yeah, I think it's people trying to get those records. And then the bummer is people are paying those prices. So they're right. not going to come down. So then we get screwed. <laughs> yes. Even though I do have this and the next record. But yeah, if I could find one, I would I would pick it up. But coming across one or even ordering one is, you know, that that record label enjoy the ride records. They do a lot of the 
like cartoon soundtracks like they did the hey arnold soundtrack and all kind of stuff like that okay for some reason i think foxy shazam has a deal a distribution deal through them or something because that's oh. where i got a repress of this oh wow okay and i think that if you keep an eye there you may end up getting lucky at some point okay yeah it's weird i always see foxy shazam stuff on there and they're like the only band on there other than that it's oh, just weird like soundtracks and stuff oh okay I'll have to look into that then. So it's an own. I like to hear that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I love the. We're gonna have to rename this podcast to the Feldman Cast at some point. <laughs> right? It's He's, crazy. He always manages to find his way in. It's crazy. Honestly, like I was, I'll use the word gobsmacked when I oh. saw John Feldman. I said, "What's happening now?" When yeah, when I saw it, I was like, "There is no way." Yeah, but then like listening through it, you keep finding the Feldmanisms, yeah, uh, in each song. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I do invite you to at least listen to the Church of Rock and Roll. If you do not, maybe mm-hmm. down the road we could you know do an episode on it when we run out of other things. Sure, but it it, it kind of it kind of would lose its because the whole point about it would be like this is surprising. Yeah, but it would lose it because like I said, it is so closely related to Foxy to, to the self titled that. You know, some of it would just be lost in there. I think yeah. it's still enjoyable to a max. Sure. But that whole, oh my God, would be gone. Yeah. The whole, wait, this is coming <laughs> yes. out in the 2000s. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think, I think Church of Rock and Roll is even more, feels even more dated, but not in a bad way. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, Scott, this wasn't the only thing you were listening to, though. Record no. I'm, I'm going with that Alaska record. Okay. It was, I think it was called Phoenix. Yes, I uh, so. you turned me onto that thing yesterday, two days ago. Wow, that thing was amazing. Yeah, I'm on a. It's part of my alphabetical list. Which, by the way, I didn't. I didn't know that my alphabetical list would help others around me, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like, I'll listen to something and I'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling it," and then I'll be like, "I think he'd love this," and I yeah. shoot at somebody else's way, and you. It's. I think it's helping you more than most people, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that the only came out with the one record. You told no, me they're no, they have, a, thought, they have a couple. They have a couple. Do they? Yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah. Look. No, you said there was three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but they have they, a couple, but they disbanded. Yeah, they disbanded. And they're from Germany. German. Said? German melodic metal. German metalcore. Yeah, metalcore. Yeah. And like like I told you when I gave it to you, I said, I think you really like this. I like about 85 to 90 percent of it. Yeah, I like like all of it. Their, yeah, their cleans don't hit me the way I need them to. It's just not the right voice for me. And you know how I am about yeah. this kind of shit. I'm oh, just yeah. very picky on that. Yeah, I ended up watching a video and they do not look like they sound. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I, I even looked into like getting a physical copy. Yeah. Uh, you can't get it. You can. You're just going to pay a lot of shipping. A lot. You're going to pay double what the record price is in shipping. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not about to do that, so... Uh, keep an eye on it though maybe want to pop up and yeah i I got it on the watch list so we'll see but yeah it was really good i liked it a lot so my record of the week much like foxy shazam threw you a curveball and much like foxy shazam throws everybody curveballs i'm gonna throw everybody a curveball my record of the week oh here we go it is a lot about living and a little about love oh by alan jackson there he is holy Holy cow this thing blew my socks off yeah. Obviously, I knew the hit, like the way down yeah. yonder on a Chattahoochee. It gets hotter in a hoochie coochie. Sure does. But this whole record is a banger. I yeah. love. I, I'm. There's a vinyl me please pressing of this. Is the, it really? The next time that 
like the 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 hip hop record I'm not feeling. Guess what's coming my way? There I'm it getting is. this thing. I love, love it. I love this record. It's right in that time frame when country was either great or horrible. Yeah. Like it's right in that time frame where it's like, oh, this is amazing, or oh no. Yeah. And this one fits that amazing for me. This is this is the kind of country I want to get into. This is my kind of country. I love I was it. I was into it then too. God like damn, I, I love this record. I'm running through that song in my head right now. And uh yeah, we laid rubber on a Georgia asphalt. So we got good. a little crazy, but we never got caught. It's so yeah. good. It's yeah, so it's fucking so good. good. I love it so much. <laughs> and I knew a few Alan Jackson songs later than this, I think. Okay. It, like is uh Chasing Airplanes. Is that him or watching airplanes? Oh, We're just know. sitting here watching airplanes. No, that is um Jason Aldean. Nope. It's not Alan Jackson. It's Gary Allen. Gary Allen, that's right. I don't even yep. know who Gary Allen is. He does the airplane song. Wow. But I I got into that record too. What song did I know by Alan Jackson? Chattahoochee, boy. Ch- this is this is older than I would have been listening to. That's the thing. Oh, good time. I'm here for, looking for a good time. That's definitely one. Gone Country's ninety four. I don't think that's one. I don't know, man. I think it's good time. Good time is probably the the one that I knew from Alan Jackson. Oh well, I'll probably cut, up, probably cut all that out. But that's fine. Wild record. It's an own from you. Loved it. I threw up a country record as my record of the week. You did a German metalcore record. (laughs) We're just we're wild in this. We're all over the place. But all that's left, I guess, Scott. Yeah. All that's left is for you to tell me what what I'm listening to for next week. What we are listening to for next week. Yeah. I've been fighting with myself this week on what to give you. I don't like the sound (laughs) of that. Uh, my whole thought process behind what I was giving you this week was. We've had a lot of really good episodes, a lot of positive mm, episodes. Okay, Scott, what am I hating? I guess just lay it <laughs> on me. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've we've dabbled a bit with the Silver Chair record. I'm getting super grunge, aren't I? You, you, I I have. You have to pick a number, one to ten. Oh my god! And there, you have ten grunge records to give me? Not necessarily. This show's done. Not necessarily. We'll shut it down, Scott. <laughs> really, it's 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 a coin flip. Really. All right, one to ten, nine. Oh, okay. Uh, so one to five was going to be run- one record. Six to ten was going to be another record. Okay. You dove into the deep end of grunge. Oh, great. Okay. We're going to go with the self-titled Alice in Chains record. Yeah, I saw it coming. I knew it was, I knew it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, it was between that and Stone Temple Pilots this week. So we're, we're going to go with the self-titled... Allison Chain's record. All right. Well, uh, with I the know three legged dog on the cover. I know them bones. Not on this record. I know. I'm just. I'm telling you my basis of what I know about Allison Chain's. And yeah. I. Th- I think what I. What I. What I imagine Allison Chain's is they're on a little bit of the harder side of grunge, which may help me. Don't you don't need to say anything. I'm just. I'm, I'm not going just, to. I'm just. I'm just setting a table for myself here. Yep. It'll be the voice. Like that's gonna be the main thing. Like if if I can get down with it, if it can Yeah. If I can get either down with it or around it. That's the thing. when it's a roadblock for me is when it becomes an issue. So we'll talk about that on the well, episode. The only other Alice in Chains record you've listened to was Black Gives Way to Blue. Post Lane Staley. Yes. And yeah, this is Lane Staley all over it. Yeah, this I is... know. Oh my god, why is it so long? It is, yeah. How long is that Stone Temple Pilots record? I'm not changing it. I was just wondering. Uh, not as long. 
Okay. <laughs> that's why uh, that's why I said you dove into the deep end. This one, uh yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's there's a few tracks that are kind of long that you'll see. But uh this is probably my favorite Alice in Chains record. I don't recognize one of these tracks from title alone, at least. Not one of them? No. Oh, that's fun. At least not from name. Like I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. I'm, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna love it this week. Grunge City. Grunge City. Here we come. Well, we sometimes we get too positive for a, a no, long a long time. So yeah, uh, I had to like I I hope you enjoy it. I'm yes, not obviously. That, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I'm not hoping for you to shit on one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. I'm expecting it. I mean, we we've had situations where it's went the opposite way. I think Cannibal Corpse went a different way than I was anticipating it going. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, there's been other moments in this show. <laughs> I can't pull another one. I don't know. If, I don't moments. know if they involve grunge, but we've only well, even that Silverchair record that yeah, one surprised me a it. bit. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Uh, these are not 15 year old Australians, though. I'm I'm aware, and <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself for this grunge record, but we'll be let's right. let's we'll, be right. we'll figure it out, man. I'm a professional, Scott. I'm here to be a professional. Understand for sure. I get it. So Alice in Chains self-titled next week. Ooh, Ooh, wow. Boy. One, two, one, two, back to back. Fuck you. Shazam. Alice in Chains is a wild move. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe I have two sets of notes ready. One with a lot of notes in case I have not much to say. <laughs> And one with not many notes in case I have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say this. No John Feldman. Ooh, it's going to hurt it. <laughs> it's going to hurt it. How many albums do you think we did that John Feldman have a hand in? Oh, I mean, man. If, if, we're, if we're counting discography episodes as the amount of albums, a lot. Because oh, he's wow. on every used record. Yeah, he is. He's on a, a, a couple Blink records. Yeah. Wow, the Feldman cast. All right. <laughs> Follow us yeah, on Twitter boy. at AOLPod. Follow us on Instagram at AOLPod. Join the Facebook group. Like will be the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmo.com. Listen to all the Joy Red Media podcasts. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, brother. I think I went backwards on those. It's all good. Doesn't matter. No. Are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah, but you got Fatboy Slim in there, and that's just a, a, a massive deterrent. I'm not gay at all. Oh, oh, I fucking need you now. It's like, I don't know what's going on. I can't, I can't connect with bird shit and shimmy shimmying. He's the one to call me to feel good. He's the one to make you all right. I'm a professional, Scott. I'm here to be a professional. Understand? E, ooh, ah, I'm bigger, deep, bigger, deep, ooh.